Welcome back to another episode of Healed by Faith. And we're about to start a new series, and this is how to heal yourself. So we're going to be going through eight different steps that I have created or discovered throughout my own healing journey that are the eight steps towards healing. And what I would do is I would take these eight things and I would put them into a meditation. And every morning and every night, I would spend an hour in meditation drilling this into my mind. And so this is really the core of it all. This is like the light at the end of the tunnel. So far, we've talked a lot about how I figured out that I had a demon inside of me, how I discovered God and eventually discovered Christ and his healing power. Uh, But now we get to talk about the really exciting stuff is like, how do we actually heal ourselves? And you can tell from the title that the first thing that we're going to talk about here is faith. Now, in order for me to discover this, I literally had to have an experience where God, like the first ayahuasca ceremony that I had, God like opened the curtains to me, you know, to show me, hey, I am real. I'm the foundation of all things. I am in all things. I am all things. And I'm the creator of the universe. And so I fully believed in God since the very beginning of this whole spiritual journey because God showed me this experience knowing that I needed to have absolute faith for myself. Um, But it wasn't until much later that I really started to understand the power of Christ. And there were three times when Jesus healed me, like saving my life from really nasty stuff. Um, He had healed me and then I eventually picked up my Bible. And the moment that I picked up my Bible, I had this massive healing where parasites were flying out of my body all over the place. And I started to really understand the true meaning of Jesus' life. So I prayed to Jesus for the next several months, still believing now that he had the power to cast out demons, but I did not believe everything that I read in the Bible. I didn't necessarily understand or believe that he is the light, he is the bread of life, he is the way, he has been with us, with the Father since the beginning. He is part of the creation of the foundation of the entire universe, right? This is the type of stuff that I couldn't really wrap my head around because I still thought of Jesus as a person, not as a celestial being, a Holy Spirit that is at the right hand of God himself that was that was created in order to give us mercy and in order to judge the living and the dead. These are the types of things I didn't really understand and we'll dive deeper into all of this, but the first thing that you, the first step that you really need to make is to have faith, to actually just start believing some of the crazy stuff that you're reading in the Bible, is to actually believe that demons are real, to actually believe that Jesus can heal you, to actually believe that he was sent in order to save our sins. And so I'm going to share with you a few stories here that really helped me understand this and that should hopefully help you further develop your faith so you can understand how important faith is in the healing journey. Now, Up until discovering Christ, I went through a very, very hard path. I was in spiritual warfare, battling demons, trying to be this spiritual warrior out of my own spirit. And I tried fighting on my own. And honestly, I was getting my butt kicked. And Jesus tells us that he is the easier way. And this is exactly what I experienced. When I fully embraced Christ and I stopped trying to heal myself out of my own spirit, out of my own power, that's when I stopped 
you know, having to fight and it was just a matter of surrendering. And so what Jesus really wants us to do is to surrender so that he can do the work for us. But as long as we keep fighting, he can't enter us. We need to fully surrender him to him. The more we surrender to him, uh, the more he can enter us and the easier our entire journeys can go. So he says this, come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heaven burdens and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. And so the yoke, you know, back then they would put, hook a yoke up to oxen to be able to carry the plows. So it's like the work of following Christ is so much easier than the work of trying to go through this world without him. And this is what he's saying. He's like, my burdens or my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It's so much easier trying to heal yourself this way than trying to figure out your own solution on your own. If you fully surrender, then you can be able to cast out whatever demon is inside of you, you can receive the healing of the Holy Spirit. This is what Jesus came to teach us. He's like, there's an easier way to live. Oh, and by the way, if you have faith, you will have also eternal life after this lifetime. But focusing now on like how to heal ourselves in this lifetime, um, we need to figure out what the order of things are. And the first thing that Jesus says that you need is faith. And when he is asked, which commandment is the greatest? And he says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. This is the greatest and the first commandment. It's just to love God as much as you possibly can. And think about it, like how much time in your day are you spending just loving on God? Just like, thank you so much, Lord, for what you have given me. Thank you so much, Lord, for all of the gifts of this world. Thank you for this planet. Thank you for the fact that there is food for us to eat. Thank you for the air and the earth and the water. Like, thank you so much for creating this beautiful world where we have rainbows and mountains and beautiful birds in the air like all of this greatness thank you lord i love you so much how much time do you consciously spend just loving on god this is the first and greatest commandment and it's the first thing that you should do every single day when you wake up and it's the and it's the thing that you should do every single day right before you go to bed is just loving on god thank you lord now whether you're spiritual or not whether you're christian or not what's going to happen to your psychology to your mind if every single day you just wake up full of gratitude. Thank you for this life. Thank you for my being. Thank you for everything that's on the earth. I love you. I love you. I love you. If you use those emotions, if you fill yourself with those emotions every single day, morning and night, you are going to change as a person, you know? But when you glorify God as well, while you're doing that, you also receive spiritual gifts and those spiritual gifts can heal you. And so ultimately, one of the foundations of this entire training that you need to know and one of the foundations of, of understanding God is that what God asks of men is faith. He wants above all else faith. 
He wants us to just simply believe in him. You know, he wants us to believe in his greatness because why does he want faith? Because his ultimate purpose in creating us was to glorify him. And the way that we do that is through faith. We glorify God through faith. So having faith in God is the single most important aspect of this entire thing. Having faith in Christ as your redeemer is how you can heal yourself because it's through Jesus that God glorifies himself, right? It is through his son that he wants to be glorified. And so when you glorify Jesus, you're also glorifying God. And so we can also look at the Bible to see what is the result of little faith. Well, Peter walks on water. I don't know if you remember the story, but Jesus is walking on water. Peter says, hey, is that you, Jesus? If it is, tell me to come out to you. And so Peter gets out on the water and he sees the big waves. He sees like the the wind and whatnot. And he looks down, he gets scared and he begins to sink. And Jesus replies to him, you of little faith, why did you doubt? So the spiritual power that Peter had in this moment evaporated because his faith also evaporated. And same thing happens when Jesus goes to his hometown, Nazareth. Now, all of the people in his hometown saw Jesus grow up as a boy. They saw him as like the son of Mary and the son of Joseph, a carpenter boy, right? So they're thinking to themselves, how can this guy who we know from you know our hometown, how can this guy have all the spiritual authority that all these people are saying of? And they doubted in him. They did not have faith in Christ and his ability and who he was and why, why he was sent to this earth. And so the Bible tells us that he did not do many miracles there. So Jesus did not do many deeds of power or miracles there because of their unbelief. So because of unbelief, the authority, the spiritual authority that we can manifest through Christ and that Christ has to be able to pull through us or push through us, it gets weakened by a lack of faith. So the first and foremost thing is to have faith. And so when he heals two blind men, he asks them, do you believe that I am able to do this? Do you believe that I am able to heal you? And they said to him, yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes and said, according to your faith, let it be done for you. And their eyes were opened. That's Matthew 9, 28 through 30. Now, I want to ask you a question. Do you believe that Jesus is able to heal you? Do you believe? Now, focus on what, how they replied. They said, yes, Lord. They called Jesus Lord, like ruler over them, king over them. They put him in the same throne as God. And when you realize that this is what God wants, is to be glorified through faith in his son, Jesus Christ, then you have the spiritual, you'll be given the spiritual authority to heal yourself and perhaps even heal others. So there is just a recurring theme that happens over and over and over again in the Bible. And when Jesus heals people, he says, go, your faith has made you well. That's Mark 10, 52. But go, your faith has made you well. There's one woman, for example, who had hemorrhages. Um, and she heard that Jesus was coming and there was a huge crowd around him because he had already done tons of miracles. And so uh, here's a quote from Mark. Uh, she had heard about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. For she said, if I but touch his clothes, 
I will be made well. And immediately her hemorrhage stopped and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. Now Jesus felt this power leaving his body. He felt that someone had been healed through him. And so he looks around, he starts asking around for this woman and she confesses that she's the one who touched his clothes. And he, he says to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. This is the recurring theme. If you do not have faith, then Jesus cannot heal you because of your lack of faith. And if you do have faith, then the Holy Spirit can wash over you and the light that Jesus has in his celestial being in the Holy Spirit can come through you and cast out any darkness and can restore your DNA even on the physical level, but of course it can also cast out spirits that you may have on the spiritual level. Now, here's one really important story. This is the healing of a paralytic. This guy um, was in a wheelchair. He couldn't get to Jesus through all of the crowds that were around him, but he was teaching inside of a home. So his friends brought the paralytic up to the roof of the house and started to lower him down. And Jesus just looked up and saw this group of people trying to get this their paralyzed friend to get in front of Jesus, he looks up at them and the Bible says, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven. And he stood up and immediately took his mat and went. Now, son, your sins are forgiven and then he was healed. What does that teach us about the healing or how Jesus heals? Well, in between those two, those two verses, because I kind of skipped a section there, um, the Pharisees ask, or they think actually in their hearts, uh, they're, they're thinking, who is this Jesus guy to say that his sins are forgiven? For who can forgive sins but God alone? So they're thinking in their minds, like this guy can't forgive sins, only God can forgive sins. Humans can't forgive sins. And Jesus repeats that back to them, basically proving to them that he can like read their mind and then says to them, I say this so that you may know that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So Jesus says, your sins are forgiven. And then this man is healed. Well, think about this for a moment. Disease and spirits and darkness, whatever you want to call it, it needs a place within us to latch onto. There needs to be some kind of darkness that we have for it to latch onto. Well, if Jesus can forgive sins and he can get rid of that darkness in our bodies and restore us just back to light, then the only thing left inside of us is light. This is how Jesus heals. But in order for him to forgive our sins, he wants us to first have faith. So I ask you, again, the same question that I asked you before. Do you believe that Jesus is able to do this for you? Do you believe Jesus can heal you? And if you choose him, instead of trying to fight on your own to overcome the temptation that you have in your mind or the physical ailment that you have, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. This is the promise 
of having faith in Christ. This is how he heals. And if you choose this path, it's the much easier way to not only heal yourself, but to live a better life. I'll see you on the next episode as we continue this series on how to heal yourself.